Nikki Jensen and Brie Picconi and we're Late, Late to, to the, the party. party a podcast about film fashion and pop culture from two best friends mentally in the woods in the woods <laughs> doing a secret blood oath and also sharing a pair of pants yeah 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 <laughs> so wow what an intro I feel like that's whoever's listening is gonna be like what are you guys doing <laughs> Everything. Everything. All the rituals. Everywhere. All, all at, at once. once. Uh, but yeah, today we are doing a double feature. Mm-hmm. We're going to discuss the divine secrets of the Yaya sisterhood. And then we are going to talk about the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Yes. All the sisterhoods. All the sisterhoods. All the bonding. All the early June releases that have gone into like the vault. I feel like both of these movies, Brie, mm. are like a subgenre of movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like these movies are early two thousands cottage core, but it's not cottage core. But there's like some. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like granola lady, granola movies? lady. Yes, they are definitely granola lady movies for sure. Yeah, and like Sister of the Traveling Pants is definitely for the girl. She might be horse girl adjacent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She loves to read a book. Definitely. I mean, these are book to film adaptations. So, like, that would make sense, you know? Yeah. There are oddly... We we decided to do this episode as a joke because we always get the names confused. Yes. Kind of like uh, Josie and the Pussycat Dolls. Right. So, we thought it would just be funny. But there's a, a couple similarities to these films there are it's funny you mention it too because even our man roger ebert mm-hmm. noticed a similarity what really yeah in his review um of the sisterhood of the traveling pants he says because the genes magically fit them all and perhaps because they all saw the divine secrets of the yaga <laughs> sisterhood they came up with a plan so he's like nodding to it. he's like oh yeah because there's four of them in each movie there's like four yagas or or sisters, I don't know. Or like the sister of the traveling pants. So like Blake Lively and like America Ferreira, when they're older, are they going to drug Sandra Bullock and like ship her to Louisiana and tell their tales of being young? Hundo P. Yeah. I know. In a like, scrapbook. Who is who in that situation? Like who's Maggie Smith? <laughs> Definitely. Amber Tamblin, I think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah she's a little wild. Because she has blue streaks in her hair. Duh. Duh. Yeah. It's like very early 2000s code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, Brie. Yeah. For months now, because we have like a running dock of episode topics. Right. You've been like, we gotta watch The Divine Secrets of the I.S. Sisterhood. And I'm like, why? Because back in, what, 2019, mm-hmm. you, it was a magical night. <laughs> Let me set the scene. We're having a magical night. We decide to freeze rose into popsicles. <laughs> oh, no, that don't, don't bring that up. <laughs> and you're like, we're gonna watch The Divine Secrets of the I.S. Sisterhood. We get about, 10 minutes into the film and you say this movie's bad let's turn this off <laughs> this is garbage and then you're like let's 
bust out the popsicles. Oh. <laughs> and then so Brie brings out the popsicles uh-huh. and she says, watch this. <laughs> I, got I got this. this. And she proceeds to take the popsicles in the mold and flip them upside down like a, fl- like, um, what are they called? Blizzard? <laughs> blizzard, like a, like a Dairy Queen blizzard. I, t- I didn't do this on, po- I don't know. I lost control <laughs> of my reflexes in my arms. I did their own thing. I swear I didn't do that on purpose. It just came out. <laughs> I just blurred it out. I- well, I guess they weren't frozen enough because Brie dropped all over my floor <laughs> all the popsicles. I made a hot mess. I may have ruined your duvet. I definitely ruined the floor. Totally. It's it's similar to that time I poured water in your slippers. <laughs> oh yeah, you also said I got this and proceeded to pour a bottled water just <laughs> willy nilly into my slippers. Oh, I've seen too many episodes or too many, too many. Uh, I've seen the Parent Trap too many times. You heard? Yes. <laughs> All the booby traps. All the booby traps. That, like slapstick comedy is really just working its magic on me. It was really funny. It got me both times. So yeah, it's very funny. Good. I, I had to spice things up because the yaga. You know, I will say like because we mentioned this not too long ago. You brought this up to me that I said let's turn off this movie, and I didn't remember because on the outside I'm thinking Sandy B, Maggie Smith mm-hmm. with a southern accent, with a southern accent, like. I don't know. Ellen Burstyn. It's called the Yaya Sisterhood. It sounds fun. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. I, you know, I don't, I didn't, I couldn't remember the moment you decided, like, you were like, let's turn it off until we started watching this movie. And I felt it in my soul the moment we should turn it off. Yeah. But we'll talk about how fate intervened. <laughs> yeah, fate intervened. So, anyways, we watched it from Bree's dvd that she bought from the library it was like 50 cents it was a great (laughs) deal i was so excited because we had this in our lineup for a while anyways so i'm like let me just buy it buy it yeah um which can we talk about the dvd the dvd itself the dvd itself if we're just throwing it back to the year 2002 it is the most nostalgic early 2000s dvd it's one of the ones it's not a hard case it's a soft case yes with like the little like hard flippy yes the dvd like cd is a sunflower so cute there's featurettes that we were going we were to gonna watch. watch them and we couldn't <laughs> we were gonna watch the making of the yaya sister there's like eight deleted scenes or something crazy like a crazy amount yep but We'll never know. We will never know. Maybe we need to have like a blood oath now and <laughs> yeah, and do some sacrifice. No, what did they do? I don't know what they did. They had some type of headdresses made of sticks and maybe feathers or wolf skin. I have no idea what they was going on. They come from wolves. They come from, yeah, apparently. Oh, is it like the women? Uh, remember in the 90s, they had that cassette tape, the women who run with wolves. Is this? Is it like that? Maybe. I I've, I've heard of the movie. Like, isn't there a movie running with wolves or dancing with wolves? dancing dancing with wolves? I think that's different. That's but different. <laughs> I get that confused with River Dance. Oh. Remember River Dance? No, it swept the nation in the nineties. Wow. Isn't that like Irish step dancing? Yes, it is. <laughs> like the Celtic women. <laughs> I feel like that the, was a vibe. That's the same genre. It is. Is this Celtic women core? 
It is. Okay, if a middle-aged woman in the 90s went to see Celtic women or had the tape, they definitely, opening night, did not watch Some of All Fears, starring Ben Affleck and Morgan Freeman. No. Didn't see Spider-Man for the second time. They went to see the Yaya Sisterhood. Totally. Nailed it. Anyways, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's get into it. Yes. So, The Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood is a 2002 comedy drama starring Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. and an ensemble cast including Dame Maggie Smith and directed by Callie C- Corey. Callie Corey? 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 I think it's Corey. Corey, probably. I want it to be way... It's such a cool name. It, it, I love the way it's spelled. Yes. But... They did Thelma and Louise. Yes. So your expectations are already high. Because, like through the roof. Yeah. That mine definitely were. So. Which we'll have to do Thelma and Louise at some point. Yes. It's like shape. I love that movie. So good. So. This is not Thelma and Louise. So spoiler alert. Mm-mm. Um, she also did Mad Money, which I don't know if you saw that. It's got Diane Keaton, Queen Latifah. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Yeah. I think i have did we watch that one day together yes, yes, well, it was like yes. an off day we're like what are we gonna watch okay i guess we'll watch mad money there's nothing else on it was like the heyday of netflix when there was like clueless on netflix all the time yeah it was it was a fun romp i thought i i don't remember it at all but i remember like like enjoying myself yeah that's the so. important part <laughs> okay it's queen latifah mm. How, yeah say no more you know not to throw tremendous shade at dame maggie smith but queen latifah might have more range like queen latifah could probably do a british accent you know you're right and a louisiana accent maggie smith louisiana no it's um it's a little al pacino and the people i know very much i yeah (laughs) I always think about that movie. That's my favorite, like, bad accent movie. When he says baseball and basketball, football. (laughs) I don't know. It really gets me. I recommend watching that movie just for that. Which, have you seen the discourse online about who was hotter back in their heyday, De Niro or Pacino? That's a hard one. I I mean, no. what, What do you think? I don't know. I'm torn. Who was hot? It was Al Pacino. I was going to say it might be Pacino. No offense to De Niro. Oh, if we were on different sides, we could be a part of this meme. But we're just, <laughs> we agree. We're just both Pacino girlies. I can't. I mean, I love. I think De Niro older is more attractive, but Pacino younger is. If that makes sense. I don't know. I think. I mean, he still looks good. He's Al Pacino. But, you know, something about him. In his Scarface days with his, like, baby bangs. Even before that. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. So cute. Yeah, it's like the early Godfather movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because also De Niro's in that, too, and he's kind of younger as well. So it's because they do the flashbacks, but. I mean, De Niro was hot. He's still, yeah, definitely. They still but. are both hot. I love Al Pacino now with his Shrek phone. It speaks yes, to me. his Shrek phone. Oh, my God. You still haven't seen Jack and Jill. I love when he sings about Dunkin' Donuts. I got. I did look up that clip, though. <laughs> I need to see that movie just for that moment. So, no Al Pacino like or De Niro slander. I love both, but... Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, so anyway, <laughs> the cast. The divine brotherhood of the <laughs> Yaya sisterhood with Al Pacino as uh, Maggie Smith's character. Do they also w- share a pair of pants? Hundred percent. It's sent it to Robert De Niro, who's the crazy ma, our dad of Sandra Bullock. Just combine them. That'd be cute. I'd watch a vibe. <laughs> but the plot of the Divine Secrets of the Aya Sisterhood. So a classic Southern tale of hilarious sadness set in a sleepy Louisiana parish. A group of lifelong friends stage a rather unorthodox intervention to help a young playwright unravel the truth about her complicated, eccentric mother, find forgiveness, acceptance, and let go of her painful past. Is a nice way to put Maggie Smith, Ellen Burstyn, and that other lady visiting New York City Mm -hmm. for their playwright, like, niece, essentially. Right, yeah, she's successful. And all she does, okay, the movie opens with Sandra Bullock. Well, okay, rewind. The movie opens with little girls in headdresses. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Making a blood oath and saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, every time I say yeah, I feel like I say yeah, yeah, unintentionally. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's the best part of the movie, to be honest. Actually, yeah, it is. And then we cut to Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. in the 90s, pr- our present day, but it's set in the 90s. Yeah. And she's in like a theater. She's giving like an interview to a magazine. Is it Time Magazine? Time Magazine. Right? She's got her like leather jacket on. She's looking so cool in 90s and very badass. Like, that raisin colored lipstick. Oh, I love that color. Bring it back. Yes. Anyway. Um, but she, Sandra Bullock plays Sitta Walker, mm-hmm. um, which you can't not say with a Southern accent. Sitta Walker. Sitta Walker. Um, maybe that's how Maggie Smith got into character. <laughs> she skips the other name. Sitta Walker. And then she went, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Y'all. Yeah. She just like. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Sandra Bullock's character said uh, she says in this interview kind of some disparaging things about her mom. Right. She's like, she's an alcoholic. She wasn't there. She was like a horrible mom. Yeah. So the Yaya's, which include Maggie Smith, they decide to go up to New York City and roofie Sandra Bullock's character. Mm-hmm. And drag her back to Louisiana and hold her against her will. They kidnap her. Until she makes up with her mom. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. And then she, doesn't she have to go to like, um, she, I don't know, she has some type of rehearsals or something. And she's like, wah. Basically, basically they try to ruin her life and yeah. her career in one fail swoop just so she can make up with their mom. Basically, yeah. And they're like, you have to read like, this book. This terrible. Let you go. It's a terrible scrapbook, is what it is, and it's hard to understand. Oh, really? I thought they did really great with the scrapbooking skills. Maybe that's why they felt the need to legit roofie her. <laughs> they were just showing off their scrapbooking skills. And you would think, I know. Okay, Brie, we get in trouble for one mixing our characters with the actors. Yeah, we might say things that are not true, or like 
slanderizing slander for legal reasons we we got told recently by a lawyer friend of ours we shouldn't say such slanderous things however in this movie sita um, gets roofied she does no it's a literal roofie i mean it's yes. just a fact because they even even the ladies say it they're like wait is that a roofie they're like isn't that the i think they use the word date rape drug they do say like, date which is rape weird drug and they say it so like they're like we're giving her a date rape drug in these cosmos yeah because they all go out to this like dinner because she's like fine i'll talk to you guys whatever and then next thing you know like everything goes dark and she's wakes up in louisiana and she's rightfully mad. And then she finds out her fiance is in on it. Yeah, he's like, you need to make up. You, you got to sort this out. <laughs> he doesn't get it. He's he means well, but he's totally except boundaries. This is what this movie really taught me. Boundaries. Boundaries are very important. They are. Yeah, I found this movie very triggering, <laughs> to be honest. I won't go into detail, but I think that's part of the reason why I never wanted to watch it before. So. I'm like, yeah, there's that. Like, I feel like, I don't know. There's some toxicity happening here. Yeah, I think after this movie, Sandra Bullock's character would definitely need better help. She would need even more counseling. She already said she's been counseling for like years, like nine years or something like that. And now she's going to need extra because now she's not going to trust any. She won't be able to drink champagne again. No, she's going to need. Oh, what is that one called? Uh, The type of therapy where you like. It's like EMDR. Yes. <laughs> because there's going to be so many things that are going to trigger her now. Yeah. She's going to see a Cosmo and just like. Flip out. Yeah. Flip out. So. <laughs> Brie. Yeah. If your Yaya's roofied you. <laughs> how would that make you? you know? I would be. I'd be like a lot. Like I think Sandy B's character and just be like or Sita, you know, just be like upset but she does get in you know okay as someone who is estranged from a parent i would say i understand the maybe wanting to know more to a degree yeah but still i think you'd be pissed i don't know i'm surprised that she stays that long in like this cabin in the woods or wherever they are i don't know where are they they're somewhere in louise they're close enough are they by the bayou i don't know Mm. like it's hard to tell they're in general Louisiana, but close enough to her mother. But they don't know. I don't. It's complicated. It is complicated. But um, this movie's not as fun as the movie. It's, it's complicated. complicated. That's a movie. That's pretty great. Yeah. Also, I don't understand this. Like, she doesn't actually get any answers. Like, I don't. I don't know. Too. If, well, she might. Well, we might. We don't know because the. De- the so fate did intervene and the movie shut itself off about halfway through. So we'll never know what happened. I mean, I, I did look it up and I think she does end up making up with her mom or something. But oh, see, I didn't look it up. I was like, it's going to be a mystery to me until this DVD works again. Yeah. But I guess they explain why she was abusive or something. But I don't know it when I read it, it didn't exactly say why. So it's still kind of a mystery to me. But um. Well- I don't know, because at least the parts that we watched, it didn't explain much. They just, like, basically flash back to them shenan- their shenanigans, and they're, like, flashing in a car. It's, like, the 50s or the 40s. It's or the 30s. The 30s. The uh, late 30s, which is why it has to be set 
in the 90s because then your timeline gets a little wonky. Yeah. But the young version of the mom, the younger version of the mom is played by Ashley Judd. Right. Who looks gorgeous. She does. Yeah. I mean, that that was cool. Yeah. She also does no boundaries, but... No boundaries. You know. But she seems like a cool mom. Yeah. You know how, like, growing up, you'd have friends with, like, cool moms, and you're like, mm, I don't know, are those moms, mm. you know, They're, okay? Yeah. That's kind of, like, her vibe. Yeah. But on the real, if someone, if my yaya's roofied me, mm-hmm. I think I'd be so bothered in my core that they did that all without my permission that I couldn't forgive them. You'd be mad at them. But she's, yeah, yeah she's only mad at them for, like, a second. I feel like I'd be so, like, hurt or something. Like, you know, like, bothered. Yeah, I think if anyone roofied me, I would just be... I probably wouldn't trust again, ever. I already have trust issues, and that would really send me on. Yeah. Well, you were there that time that I think I got roofied. What happened? Wait. Where were... Oh, wait. I remember. We were at that New Year's Eve Eve party. Yeah. That was crazy. And that girl handed me that drink. Hey. Uh, I don't know. Don't don't take drinks from strangers. Yeah, or apparently your yayas, or your yayas you from see, anyone. Trust no one. Yeah, no. If you see someone that looks like Dame Maggie Smith, run. <laughs> if they have a southern accent, run. run. Uh, <sighs> yeah, and her. Okay, so the way they establish Sita, which is Sandy B's character, is she's like a playwright. And her play is Carl Dark Waters, but she apparently loves to pop Zannies. Oh. That was like the first establishing. She's like, where's my Xanax? Yeah. Which is very interesting. Maybe this is like supposed to, this is just my like revelation now. Maybe she's supposed to be like mother, like daughter. I think so. Because there was another scene where she did like, oh, when they were on the phone with each other and the mom's so angry that she just like beats the phone on the counter. Yeah. And then Sita does the same thing because she's upset with her mom. So it's like, I think that was like one of those kind of, yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yep. Um. Yeah. So speaking of Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. This is, is this Sandra Bullock's, like, prime time? Like, she has a big year in 2002. So, this movie did come out on June 7th, 2002. Mm-hmm. And earlier that year, she had Murder by Numbers with a young Ryan Gosling, who she was dating at the time. Ooh. And then she has Yaya. Right. Yaya. And then... Later in the year, she has two weeks' notice. Love that. That That's such a good movie. Two weeks' notice. Yeah. It's real. I mean, I love that movie. And Hugh Grant. And Sandra Bullock. Definitely. Yeah. No, she was definitely, like, riding a high. Yeah. I feel like this is one of the years, too, where I think I haven't really, like, dove into Sandra Bullock's catalog or, like, filmography like that. Mm-hmm. But it is one of those years where she gets to show her range, where she's doing, like, a thriller She's doing um, a broads on film movie. Yeah. Like, this is kind of like a broad, like a tea with Mussolini or yeah. Calendar Girls. I don't know. Yeah. It's like there's some drama, but it's not super serious, but it's kind of a comedy, but not really. I don't know. Nothing really made me laugh. 
No, it's counter-programming for the grandmas. Yeah. And then Two Weeks Notice, which is like a blockbuster rom-com. Yeah. Uh, it, it's one of those years. Yeah, she's got range. Totally. Like, it, Sandra Bullock kind of does that, though, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. we think of her as, like, the rom-com queen. Because mm-hmm. that's what she excels at. Yeah. In a lot of ways. But, like, even, what was it, 98? Like, she has, like, hope floats, but also practical magic. Practical magic. Yeah, that one's so different. And then, um, or, like, in 2000, Miss Congeniality is, like, her big blockbuster, like, comedy. But then she has 28 days, 28 weeks, 28 days. The one where she's in rehab. Yes. That one looks, I haven't seen it. I started, actually, I started to watch it, but, and I've watched the previews, but it looks so different dark and it's hard i don't know but like it looks like it might be good but it's like such a different it doesn't look like it's fun in games is all i gotta say it Definitely looks really not. serious i'm like oh damn but sandra bullock kind of does that though because like in 2009 premonition premonition and what's the other one um, of that year uh, is it wait, 2009 no 2007 premonitions 2007 2007 oh, okay yeah sorry i just i, I kind of blurred out premonition before <laughs> thinking about you had a premonition i had a premonition you were like 2009 it's gonna be a big year i didn't want to skip over that because dramatic acting i don't know <laughs> true but sorry um uh no 2009 is that the proposal proposal my least favorite movie of all time all about steve Oh my god! I thought you were gonna say proposals. Your least favorite. No, I was I like, love what? Proposal. What's changed since I last spoke to you? I love that movie. Yeah. Um. But then, The Blind Side, which wins her the Academy Award. Oh yeah. Range. Wow. She's in she my. Does it all? Yeah. Oscar-winning film. My least favorite movie of all time, and Razzie winner. My one of my favorite rom-coms of all time. Sandy B. The answer is always Sandy B. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? Honestly, I feel like... I don't know what to really say about this movie. It's it's kind of messed up. It, yeah, the premise is so wackadoodle. Yeah. And they really don't paint the mom in a very good light. Like, at least in the flashbacks. I, maybe it's because of where the DVD stopped as well. True. And we'll never know, really, what happened. <laughs> Because it, it legit broke. The DVD wouldn't even go to, like, the main menu. It just wouldn't read the disc anymore. We thought it broke the whole Xbox. Yeah. The Yaya's cursed us. I think the Yaya's cursed us. It felt like it. It was Dame Maggie Smith, who just lives in the TV. Yeah. Was like, not today. Yaya. She was so sassy, too, though. I kind of loved her character. Yeah. I wanted more. I wanted more of her terrible southern accent just for the lulls no one talks about it it's so bad it's good no one ever like is like you know what's crazy pants maggie smith and the yaya sisterhood she should get a razzie (laughs) truly or a nom like do it like not not posthumously because she's still alive thank god but like what's it when it's like back in time we're bringing it back retroactively yes retroactive razzies yeah or a blockbuster award. Hey. Give it to her. Because she deserves it. All her flowers. Yeah, I think with the Yaya sisterhood, I really couldn't get over that they roofied her. Yeah. It, it, it kind of lost me. It, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. 
Can we talk about the most 2002 thing that, about this film? Yeah, what is it? Macy fucking Gray. Gray. Yes. Okay, you're right. There is that one song, and we were both like, wait, is this Macy Gray? It's She's in like every movie, low key, just singing yes. a song, and she's like the soundtrack throughout the 2000s. I did not realize until looking up her IMDb how many songs of hers are featured. It's not just I Try. No, she has more songs than I Try. And in 2002 alone, she does the spider. She's in She's in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man yes. performing a song. She does the opening song, Sexual Revolution, for the sweetest thing. I, that is iconic. And this. She's also in Cadet Kelly with Hilary Duff. Her song is in that, too. That is wild. I need to rewatch Cadet Kelly. All I remember is they, like... I don't know, uh, Hillary Duff's character is like, I'm different. I live in New York City. I sp- spin those things. What are those called? Batons? Uh, the ones with the the colorful things at the Flags? end. Flags? No, like, um, they're like ribbons? flapping. Rib- yes, ri- ribbons. Ribbon, ribbon, uh, She's like ribbon a ribbon dancer? twirler. Ribbon twirler? Yeah. She's like, I'm different. I don't like rules. Yeah. Somewhere I read that like, or like as a meme, people were like, oh, this is why I was so obsessed with like ribbon dancing. Because I do remember that being a thing, like ribbon dancing being like, I remember being like five years old thinking this is my future. I'm going to be an Olympic ribbon dancer. I actually do too. I think like as a kid, I think my family was even like, we're going to give you some ribbons so maybe you can go to the Olympics. Wait, did they literally say that's hilarious? Or something. They were like, you need implied. to pick this up because this is going to like. You you're going to go places. You're going to go places. We've also saved you all these beanie babies that are going to depreciate year after year. But maybe one day they'll pay for your college. Yeah. Or McDonald's uh, <laughs> toys that you don't open. Maybe they'll pay for your college, too. We don't know. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They did not. They did not. Um, this movie was filmed at the same time in Wilmington, North Carolina as A Walk to Remember. Wow. That's Which pretty cool. I so, remember fondly. Were they clashing sets? I wonder. Just like, <laughs> you know, if we look carefully, can we see? Maybe. I don't know. Just like Shane West act like brooding in, a dis- in the distance. Yeah. A brunette Mandy Moore in a sweater. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, well, I don't know. Is it a similar genre? Not, not really. Not really. I feel like, though, though ho- however. Um, There's like a Venn diagram, maybe. Yeah. People that would watch both. I think, I don't know what came out around the same time as A Walk to Remember. But I am sure that the... Granola Grams mm-hmm. would go see a walk to remember. Oh, they would because they'd probably be really into Nicholas Sparks. Yes, because he makes you cry. Yes, they would have been like, I read that book. I'm a Nicholas Sparks stan. See, like I come at that movie at the Manny War angle, but no, Nicholas Sparks. I think mm. would get him. Yeah, he always does. He always gets me. This is for the people that read books. Yeah. See, I don't know. Maybe the Yaga sister. Maybe if I read the book, I, it just, I didn't feel anything really except uncomfortable. 
And you know what they say. Some people choose looks. Some people we'll choose, choose books. books. Yeah. <laughs> Such great role models. <laughs> um, you know, the some people choose books, some people choose looks. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the girls in the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're, yeah. I guess Blake Lively chooses looks, right? She does. And who chooses books, though? Lena chooses books until she, she chooses a Greek man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She does. She reads, right? Or does she, she just draw? I'm confused. She's She really resembles Rory Gilmore she totally way too much. Does. She's literally Rory, but like a little more quirky and artsy. I mean, they are played both by Alexis Bledel. Yeah. But no, but I think Lena and Rory... They, it's like Rory in another yeah. universe, right? I think so. Yeah, I think Greek Rory, Greek Rory. Yeah, and she's not that different. <laughs> uh, Rory Gilmopolis. <laughs> yeah, Princess of Genovia. So, you want to talk about the sister of the traveling pants? Since we never found out what happened with the Yayas. Yeah, we'll never know. It's okay. I feel like the sister of the traveling pants is the better movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have a different opinion, let us know. But I feel like we're right on this one. Fight us. <laughs> Fight us. Al Pacino or Robert De Niro. Yeah. You decide. The Yaya's or the Traveling Pants. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you seen the Sister of the Traveling Pants like at like back in the day? Or what's your relationship with the Traveling Pants? I'm pretty sure I was late to the party. I thought I saw it with you. Mm-hmm. But like. In my, like, in college, maybe, at some point? Like, I remember us watching it. Around the same time as you said to turn off the Yaya yeah, Sisterhood. Yeah, was it the same night? Was maybe, it, the same <laughs> it was night. maybe the same night. It was the same night. We were like, let's try something different. Yeah, because I didn't, I remember, like, as a kid, or, like, did it come out? It came out in 2005. Yeah. So, we were, like, like well yeah I, I do remember being in middle school and like people talking 11? about it reading the books i never read the books did you ever read the books i remember the book i remember like i feel like it was one of those early 2000s like books that every girl had to read you know yeah i think i read the book but no 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 i read the book I read the book and I remember at my school with like my group of friends, it was such a big deal that this movie was coming out. Did you guys have a sisterhood? We did. And we had a pair of pants. No way. But they were not magical. It was a little insulting because like it was me and like it was like four girls. And, you know, even back then I was pretty petite and all the other girls were pretty petite, except our one friend that was like America Ferrera size, and she could not wear those pants, but she like doodled on them. But it was a little offensive. Now that I think about it, I'm really sorry to that girl. Did you guys make her try to wear them or something? No, I just feel like it wasn't fair. It wasn't like, inclusive. Yeah, it wasn't it, inclusive. It could have been like the sisterhood of the traveling bucket hat. You could have made it work. Totally, you know switch it up yeah but we didn't know back that then like yeah you, yeah there was no lizzo there was no yitty or whatever there was you know yeah we didn't have that true so but it was a big deal and i watched this movie like opening night 
Wow. That's so cool. And it left my memory. <laughs> and then you forgot just about like, it until now. Like that. Yes. <laughs> so did it have an impact on you? No. No. But <laughs> what did have an impact is I felt like, so you were late to the party, but I felt like I discovered someone because I was bopping because I had the physical CD of the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. My favorite song and the one I bopped to a whole at least six months before the rest of the world, before it was on the hills, was unwritten, unwritten. by Natasha Bedingfield. I knew you were going to say that. That's I didn't know that's how you found out about that. So I guess I must have been late then because if that was the intro. So that song came out in that movie before it was <laughs> released like to the world? Not really. It was probably... From my understanding, like, Natasha Bedingfield in the U.S. was a slow burn. Yeah, but in the U.K., I bet she was popping. Probably, Because that's yeah. how it always goes. Always. Um. Oh, and her brother sang that song that, like, uh, was like, I gotta get through this. I gotta get through this. That, like, we listened to in 2002. Probably around the same time as the Yaya's were... Yaya-ing. Yaya-ing. Can we talk about... Okay, since we're talking about our favorite song... Uh huh. Can we talk about the worst? Song? Oh my god! No, I don't know this this artist. I don't know what happened to her, and I I just do you think she's okay? Did you look her up? I did not look her up. I just like don't want to shade an artist. Like I don't know. It's hard out there. Do you there. think she improved? I hope I probably she probably did. Right? Okay. Yeah. Are we not using names? Are we just gonna let's just say the song is not great. Yeah. So what's we'll the song? No, can, you can continue. I just want to preface with. Okay. Um, it is Black Roses Red by Alana Grace. Oops, I started playing it. <laughs> Whoops, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> give her more streams. Yeah, give her more streams. I mean, Natasha Bedingfield doesn't need more streams for Unwritten. Give this girl her flower. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway. No, and then apparently on this soundtrack, Haim. Wait, really? Before they were Haim, they did a song. They were like the Valley Girls. Were they like at the end during mm-hmm. the heartfelt moments? Mm-hmm. Like, and an early Katy Perry has a song on the soundtrack too. I think I heard that. Yeah, it's not a bad song. No, yeah, the soundtrack is really, really good. I mean, it, except that one song, but you know. <laughs> There's some highs, there's There's some some lows. Yeah. Their Five for Fighting song on the soundtrack kind of slaps. We were talking about that because we watched this movie together a couple nights ago. Yes. What song is that? I don't know, but I remember we knew who sang it right away. Yeah. His voice is um, iconic. It is. I just always think of that one song. He's like, it's never a wish. Better than When you own the cat. A hundred years to live. I don't know. I could go on, but you know, okay. Low key guilty pleasure. That song slaps. Yeah, it's 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 also better than that other song that talks about like getting older. Like, what is it like when life passes you by? You know, what is it? Is it once I was seven years old? Yeah, no, it's not Twenty One Pilots. I don't know who it is. (laughs) It's the same effect, but it's still like he did it first. Yes. You know? And his voice. Yeah, his voice is more iconic. 
the way he just is like, whatever happened to him? (laughs) Give him the streams. Five for fighting needs all the streams. Definitely. Um, I love how we didn't talk. We were just like, yeah, we didn't talk about the movie. Um, (laughs) anyway, let's just talk about the soundtrack. Well, it's slapping. I mean, do you blame us? I know. So the sisterhood. Yeah. Do we even need to say the plot? Like, if you grew up in the 2000s, you know the plot of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah. It's also in the title. It's pretty obvious. It's, it it is, is exactly what it says it's going to be. The, the pants travel, and it's a sisterhood. They all wear the pants. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, ba- I mean, basically, like, it's during the summer, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they go to this thrift shop before they all go off for the summer doing their own things. They pop some tags. They pop some tags. Bada bada. Bada papa. Mm-hmm. They only have $20 in their pocket. <laughs> and they Probably. Pop- they're teenagers. Yeah. And they're like, this is freaking awesome. I wonder how much a pair of pants like that would cost at a thrift shop back in like 2000, 2002. Um, they're a pair of Levi's. Yeah. That's what I know about the pants. Oh, yeah. These movies, we usually talk about fashion. These movies are not like... Fashion, fashion films. Yeah, these are not. I mean, okay, the... Um, no, sorry. Um, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is closer to... I mean, there's not a lot of fashion. There's pants. But there, yeah, there's at least pants. And they're Levi jeans. Yeah. Um, But... Brie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know who Shonda Rhimes is? Yes. We've talked about her. Yeah, okay, creator of Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, The Iconic Crossroads, Mm -hmm. a really respected woman, right? Of course. Okay, so Shondaland.com, which is her website, there's an article um, called Brief Moments and Briefs, Five Pairs of Iconic Film Underwear. What? And they talk about Sigourney Weaver and Alien, Iconic Undies. That is iconic. Um, they talk about Molly Ringwald and 16 Candles. Huh. They talk about, did you recognize my girly Cameron Diaz and Charlie's Angels in the opening? Okay, good. Um, but they also talk about Blake Lively and America Ferreira and the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. What? Yeah. They, um, say magic pants that fit everyone. Cool. What I'm more interested in is when Bridget Blake Lively got her star print undies. Also, honorable mention goes to America Ferreira and her floral print hipsters because I love her and she's the best. Wait, Shonda Rhimes said that herself? Well, someone that wrote for Shondaland. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. But but nonetheless. I mean, okay, I did think that low key, like those star underwear were kind of like cool. I'm like, oh, that's a throwback, you know? But they're also kind of like, almost like kids undies to me. And I'm like, that's, you know, it could only be so exciting. I don't know. I'm just like, as a literal I wouldn't child, write about it. No. As a literal child in 2005. Yeah. I also had a pair of those undies. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, where's late to the parties on like underwear? Are, we, are we going to rank? Yeah. Well, you know what I think deserves to be on that list is this, um, Lost in Translation, you <gasps> yes. know, Scarlett Johansson, like that opening scene. Missed opportunity, Shonda Land. Yeah, they really messed up there. <laughs> <laughs> Some real beef. Wow. Who 
would look better in some some briefs. Al Pacino or Robert <laughs> De Niro? Probably pitch, uh, I don't know. Pacino? I think he's got the bod. I don't know. Robert De Niro, maybe. <laughs> oh, no. We're divided. <laughs> A house divided. <laughs> Which is one oh. of the plots in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Sorry, that was the timer. But okay. the... Romeo and Juliet, A House Divided. Lena, played by Alexis Bledel. Oh, yes, yes. It is very much like they're trying to rip apart their, their love. The love. Um, okay, yeah. So the four friends. Mm. Sorry, I think we should probably really establish what's going on. Yeah. Back up the Brinks truck a bit. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, I saw the underwear. Just I just had to let you know. I've been wanting to tell you for days about that Shonda Land article. That is so funny. How did you? Were you just searching like like the fashion in the movie, and that's what pops up? I truly tried to look up fashion for both films, and that's the best I got. Gotcha. It was brief. You tried, <laughs> but both. Yeah, thank you. Um. So yeah, it's about four best friends. We have Bridget, which is the film debut of Blake Lively. Wow. So this is before her guilt, or gosh, her um, gossip girl days. Mm-hmm. Before she was Serena Vanderwoodsen, mm-hmm. pre-nose job, Blake Lively. Oh, I thought something was different, but I couldn't tell. She seems really lively in <laughs> this movie. No. Oh, my God. I love Blake Lively. Just in life. Same. I love Serena Vanderwoodsen. Mm-hmm. Still aspire to be as messy as her every single day. Yeah. I feel like she has elements of Serena in this movie as well. Like, just mm-hmm. the mess. Like, she's like, I'm going to make bad decisions. Woo! This is her in a different timeline. Yeah, for sure. Um, But we got Bridget. We got Lena, played by Alexis Bledel. Yep. Which is she's still doing Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. she's dipped her toe in films like Tuck Everlasting, but this is like one of her bigger films. America Ferreira, right before Ugly right. Betty, mm-hmm. right after Real Women Have Curves. And then we have Tibby, played by Amber Tamblin. Yes. <laughs> Which in my notes, I was like, <laughs> who that? Like, I, I didn't know. I'm like, oh, I know all these other names, but I was like, oh, who's Amber Tamblin? Whoop. I mean, I think what I know her best for, it's not as, like, feminist, but she's married to David Cross. Oh, yeah. As a big question. Yeah. <laughs> Tobias Fuque. Oh. And, you know, Tobias blew himself. What? You know, the joke where he's in blue and he's like, I blew myself. Oh. And Tibby, Amber Tamlin, has blue streaks. They're <laughs> <laughs> just trying to... Wrap it all in a pretty bow. Perfect. I think you nailed it. I don't think we need to say any more about it. And that's it. Well, thanks for listening. (laughs) (sighs) Um, Okay, so they go, these four girls go to the thrift store. Yeah. Macklemore style. All can fit into the same pair of pants, which is crazy because Blake Lively's really tall. Amber Tamblin is edgy, so she can't wear the same things. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "What? <laughs> I'm wearing normal clothes. This is horrible." America Ferrera 
has curves. Mm-hmm. Rory Gilmore is too doesn't wear pants. She only wears skirts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was up with that? <laughs> she was like, I don't know, guys. I just I don't do pants. Like I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, what is this, the 50s? Like, well, you're just going to wear a skirt. I don't know. It was very weird to me. Very buttoned up, Lena. So now we can transition to Lena. Yeah. So she goes to Greece because she's Greek um, and lives her Mamma Mia fantasy. It is very much a fantasy. And she has the best summer, too, out of all the girls. Because in this movie, like, they do so many cuts back and forth between the girls and, like, the pants being sent and then, you know, wearing the pants. But, like, if we're, I don't know if we want to talk about them by like each girl by experience, maybe or yeah, we're gonna ha- well, we're gonna have to just talk about each girl separately because yeah. the plot, like rightfully so, all the stories are interwoven, but that would be very muddy to talk about. It's, yeah, it's a little muddy. I still don't understand how the pants got there so fast within that short amount of time to each girl. Are like- they all express? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, how expensive is this shipping? Maybe the shipping wasn't that expensive back in the day. I don't know. Anyways. Who's to say? I wasn't shipping anything at 10. Yeah. Lena's living her her Mamma Mia fantasy. Which, can I say, this is probably the best fashion moment is when... So she is basically checking out this hot Greek man and she falls like Lucille Ball style into the like water. Yeah. And she has to wear his white tee. Oh yeah. Alexis Bledel can wear a men's t-shirt like no one else. I agree. It's a vibe. Totally. I want to live in Greece. I don't know. I'm I'm so jelly like of that whole storyline. Like (sighs) she gets to ride a Vespa. She gets to meet a, a fisherman boy who's Greek. Yeah. I don't know. The dream. The dream. She gets to paint him like a French girl or draw him, you know? She totally does draw him like a, a Greek boy. A Greek boy, yeah. And her family is like something about the the fish. Oh, yeah. They have a feud because something about their grandparents. Like, I guess his grandfather sold her grandfather like bad fish for his restaurant. Something like that. Or maybe it's great. great. I don't know how far back it goes, but it's. It's very my big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Um, Bridget goes to soccer camp. Yeah. She's also not having that bad of a time overall. I mean, no. you know, she really is. Um, sewing her oats. She's sewing her oats because she goes to Mexico mm-hmm. for soccer camp. She sees a boy she likes. He's also the coach. He's, yeah. So it's a little dicey and like rightfully so he's a little older than her Mm -hmm. because she's 16 or 17 or 17 maybe i don't know either way she's underage and he is slightly overage yeah and he's like matt i'm your coach i'm a little older than you stop pursuing me and she does not stop she's like i know what i want she like that's she just like goes right up she says that too like she follows him into the bar and everything like she's just like i know what i want I don't know. That's just like her the whole time. Yes. Just she's like, I like to run. Yeah. She's like challenging him to like, you know, races and just being like, try to catch me if you can. I wonder how many girls saw this movie and they were like, I know how to get my crush, my middle school crush to like fall in love with me. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be like, you want to race? You want to run? 
but them not realizing like they are not that athletic. <laughs> yeah, if someone asked me, "Hey, you want to run?" I'd be like, "Ah, no thanks," and just let them hard pass. Hard pass, yeah. Or do the thing where you're like, "Let's race," and then you, you watch them run as you hard pretend, as they can, yeah, exactly. and you don't run. I think that'd be so funny. <sighs> and then we got Carmen America Ferrera, who the worst summer. Sorry. Yeah, best storyline. Yeah, no, yeah. I think is it though. I think her... Better than Tibby? Okay, Tibby has a good storyline. I guess what I'm trying to say is America Ferreira is a fabulous actress. She's really good. And this storyline, it's the most compelling to me. Okay. Like, so America Ferreira's character, Carmen, visits her dad, which is pre-get out Bradley Whitford. (laughs) Oh, I was wondering where I've seen him, like, recently. I'm like, why does he look familiar? And why is he off-putting? You know? I'm like... Well, he does give me get-out vibes with this family situation. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because, basically, she, unbeknownst to Carmen, her dad, without telling her, has this brand new wife and kids. Yeah. It's pretty messed up. And they're racist. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Yeah, it is hella uncomfortable. They're pretty awful to her. Yeah. And then she ends up apologizing, which I'm not here for, but... Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah, throw that rock in the window. I was like that, too. Actually, that was probably the scene that sticks out in my mind on the rewatch. Yeah. Because America Ferreira plays that very well. She does. And when she freaks out at the bridal shop, because they try to, like put like a sweat like a sample size on her or like they didn't guess her size right yeah i i love when she went off on them though she was so right it's because she had the pants on too that's the thing too is the pants is supposed to give you i met i don't know like confidence confidence right i, I think it's all mental i don't know mm-hmm. i mean yes the pants also fit them all but does it really because some people it seems like things go worse when they put the pants on but i think their storyline progresses but so, yeah like they're light they grow they do, yeah. It's because you got your girls. Not physically there, but with the pants. Mental, yeah. So you get to be your highest self because you're like, you spiritually have the people that like that are supporting your girls. you, like the pants. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And then we got Tibby, Amber mm-hmm. Tamlin, who's edgy. Yeah, you're right. She does kind of confuse me though. I'm like, what's her deal? Like, I guess, She's sort of helping raise her mom's kids and she's making documentaries. And she works at Walmans. Walmans, not Walmart. Walmans. And so she meets a girl who is the little girl from Dickie Roberts. And she's um, super cute, by the way. Really cute. And um, her name's Bailey, and she has leukemia, but she becomes her film assistant, and Tibby learns about life and yeah. about, like, caring for someone and, I don't know, not being so cynical. Yeah. I don't know. That storyline really gets me. I'm going to be honest. Okay. You know, the Yaga sisterhood, it just kind of annoyed me a bit. I didn't really feel, like, emotional watching it or, like, tugging at my heartstrings, you know? But the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, there was multiple times where I was like, ugh. And, like, I ugly cried at least twice. So, just saying. It does. I think storyline-wise, 
the Tibby storyline with the little girl. Mm-hmm. It definitely pulls. And then America Ferreira. Like, both of them have actual storylines. Like, where they, like, learn and grow. And it's... it's Both of those stories are really nice. Yeah. And Lena just gets to live a fantasy, which I love, too. I know, right? Yeah. And we get introduced to Blake Lively, which is good. But I feel like Tibby and Carmen have the most, like... Impactful stories. I agree. Which, out of all the four girls, who's your favorite slash favorite storyline? Hmm. It it might be... um, I mean, I I really do like the Tibby storyline. I don't know why it gets me, but I don't know if it's my favorite. Like, probably either Lena or, or Carmen, honestly. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm if I really want a fantasy, <laughs> yeah. you know, Lena. And then if I really want to see someone just like come into their own, then I'd say Carmen. Carmen's storyline's a full movie. Yeah, it is. I, I feel like I felt like really invested in her character the whole time because Lena she doesn't really go through that much. I mean, yeah, there's conflict, but she's like, you know, it all works out. It's a fantasy. It's not like she's not going through hardships. No, you know, it's like, girl, even if you don't end up with the Greek boy, you're going to be fine, right? Yeah, who's like, your favorite character? Character. I have a soft spot for Blake Lively. Yeah. Definitely not my favorite character, but I just have a soft spot for her. My favorite character is Lena. My favorite storyline is also Carmen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Case closed. Case closed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Um, we could play the box office. Oh, this did well at the box office, right? I'm guessing. No, uh, no, Not that well. No, okay. It's um, well, you know, this year, 2005, it's not a particularly great year for film. Crash did win Best Picture, mm-hmm. so you know everything is a little wonky this year, 2005. Like 2004 was such a good year. Yeah, 2006 was a pretty good year. 2005 for film in general is Weird, yeah it's mm, has a lot left to be desired the sister of the traveling pants did not do as well um the opening week at the box office um but it also the yaya's you've got sandra bullock you've got maggie smith it is truly like counter programming to what's going on Mm-hmm. Um, by 2005 like this is also this is for the horse girls this is for the girls that read yeah y- you know there's not a lot of big stars so it's number five opening weekend okay that's not too bad no but it's modest it's not like it's not like whoa wait what was the yaya it was two it was um the opening week so june 7 2002 it was some of all fears which is also very interesting. It's a movie that like did really well at the box office. Would not do well nowadays. Like it's such a random movie, you know? It's like an adult film. Huh. Based on what like a John Grisham novel or something. Um But yeah, number two. Yeah yeah. That is wild. Yeah, yeah. It's cause they put a spell, a blood oath. They did, yeah. 
That was what they were summoning in 1937. The box office numbers? They were like, we're coming out on top. Um, And now I'm just curious. What came out? Like, what was in that box office? I know we were past Yaya. Oh, oh my God. Another similarity. Can I just list off the top five? Box office for 2002, really quick. Go for it. The weekend of the Yaya Sisterhood. Yes. Okay. Number one, Some of All Fears. Two, Yaya. Three, Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Mm. Four, Bad Company. Five, Spider Man. Can I give you the five for the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants weekend? Of course. Madagascar. (laughs) Best (laughs) movie of the year. Out of all of these, might be my favorite, Loki. Um, two, The Longest Yard. Three, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Four, Cinderella Man. Five, Traveling Pants. So another similarity, the Star Wars movies. Yeah. In the opening weekend, both at the third spot. A Star Wars. So what do you say? Like the counter-programming of it all? You think people were like... Oh, no, I just think it's really interesting that number three, both, both box offices. Oh, for both. Is a Star War. Huh. Was that in the, the Yaya's, like, master plan? I, I think it was. I think they gave the Star Wars a Cosmo and <laughs> they, took them to Louisiana. <laughs> they took Star Wars with them because they were like, people are going to be there. Some people might not want to watch Star Wars and they're all going to watch, you know, the Sisterhoods. That is an interesting quinky dink, though. It is. Just a coincidence. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what this, does it mean? The Sister of the Traveling Pants was also co-written by Delia Efron, which is probably why it's so good. That's uh, Nora Efron's sister. Okay. Sorry. In my mind, I'm like, Zach Efron's sister? <laughs> no, that's not right. No, He's no, not Nora. real. <laughs> Because when I yeah oh wait no Zach Efron is real I'm sorry it's Troy Bolton that's not real Zach Efron is real I love that little bros I want you to still believe you're like Troy Bolton they're like Zach Troy, Efron and you're like no it's not real sorry the spell of the Yagas has gotten me I'm confused about what's real and what's not well another fun fact so Blake Lively's child James. Um, her godmothers are the other three sisters of the Traveling Pants. That is so sweet. Yeah. And Hilary Duff was interested in the role of Tibby. I could kind of see that. I don't think it would have been played as well. No offense. Because she's just so cheery. And she's adorable. And aesthetically, sure, they look kind of similar. But... Like with the bangs, you know, they could have dyed her hair. Like she, yeah. could, they could have given her like some blue streaks and whatever. But I think, I don't know. I don't know if she has that edge. She doesn't, but it gives me raise your voice energy. I think that's where Hillary Duff channeled the Tibby. Yeah, but with that, I don't know. That would have been a different movie. That would have been different chemistry. Would she be? BFFs with America Ferreira, Blake Lively, and Alexis Bledel. Oh, like after the fact? Yeah, like, like, would you get the real sisterhood of the traveling pants? Maybe not. Yeah, maybe. We'll never know. The world may never know. 
That's really cool, though. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the cast, they do have chemistry. Mm-hmm. It does seem like they really, like, care about each other. Yeah. It's believable. And there is a Sister to the Traveling Pants 2. Mm-hmm. Are we going to watch it? I think we should. Um, it get, it got really good reviews. Yes. I think Ebert liked it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a good reason. I don't know. I'm like, I also want a follow-up. I'm like, what happens after this? You know? They, they put the pants on again. Yeah. Don't they go to college or something? I think. I don't know. But did you read any of the other books? Because aren't there like four or something crazy? I have not. And I have not seen Sister of the Traveling Pants 2. And why do they stop it too? Why do they make more movies? Where's the ya ya? Sisterhood <laughs> 2. <laughs> we don't need to follow up on that. I don't know. We don't? Well, why not? I think... Or it could be like generation. Maybe they could. Mm-hmm. They still could, but it's Sandra Bullock, and then her kids, and then she's in a. I don't know. I don't know how this would all work. To be honest, they were like, "Why did Mom write a cuckoo bananas play um, called Deeper Waters <laughs> or Dark Darker Waters?" But who would be the Yaya's? You know, would it be the same Yaya's, or would there be a new generation? The Yaya's are still alive. They are. So you could get them back together. They could drug more people. Before it's too late. Maggie Smith is 90 years old. Yeah. Bring her back. Get her to do her southern accent. She's done with the Downton Abbeys, I think. Bring her back. Bring her back. Yeah. I mean, the Yaya sisterhood is kind of like a period piece of sorts. Could we set in the 2000s? It could just be the sister of the traveling pants. <laughs> I just want to combine all the universes. Is that too bad? Is that like too no, I know messy? I, I know I said like, let's not do that. Like Marvel's ruined that. But you know, I think certain movies, it could maybe work. Bring them back. Like I think Al Pacino Marvel. and uh, Robert De Niro can be the brotherhood of the traveling I don't shorts. Know, shorts? I don't know. The brotherhood of the traveling shorts. Yeah. I like it. It's an original idea. I'm into it. I don't know. I think we could pitch it, you know. I know the writers are on strike right now, but hopefully by the time this airs, they won't be and we can... Uh, yeah, we need help with the writing. Yeah. I don't think ChatGBT can can write a masterpiece <laughs> about Pacino and De Niro. We could try, though. We could see how... what, what we, we can try. Yeah, we could try and see how far we get. You know, just a rough draft. Yeah. Anyways, now we know what we're going to do later. Well, while we write The Brotherhood of the Traveling Pants, or The Brotherhood of the Yaya, or The Brothers of the the Divine (laughs) Secrets of the The Brotherhood Brotherhood of of the the Traveling traveling Pants. pants. Shorts. Shorts, yeah. (laughs) Well, while we go write that, um, please rate and review. Send us any movie suggestions. Uh, we're at the late to the party pod at gmail.com and you know follow us on social media yeah you can find me at brie underscore Piconi. and i'm nick d jensen and see you next week bye, bye.